Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. Hi, I'm Trent, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode one, two. Oh. This week on Toy Power, we take a look at season two of Shearer. We then jump into our next instalment of the Toy Power Quiz. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we have Darren. Hello, one and all. Thank you for joining us. Ben. G'day, g'day. And Frank. Whoa, ho, and season two has dropped of Shearer, and mm-hmm. you were, everyone in the room here, unfortunately, was getting my tirade as to what is a season on Netflix. Strapping. And Ben was doing his best to explain it to me. But this is, after getting a 13-episode season one, we're now at seven episodes for season two. And we'll talk a little bit about that and how it ends. Does it end on a, a yeah, season exactly. cliffhanger, or does it sort of feel like it's a mid-season episode? Let's get into a bit of the vibe and the atmosphere of this hip new age show with a bit of music. Oh man! Now the only reason we did that was Ben deserves an increase in um, yeah, pa- yeah pa- the Patreon that, that funds. That's very uh, well done. Uh, that that, sure. that, that is a um, direct request from Does Ten, um, <laughs> who did want that. He said every time we do an, a theme song intro, we have to sing it. I think he's pressuring us for like a full karaoke. We we, we, right. we might get yeah. four swamp things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to do a swamp thing retrospective. Oh. That that is in all honesty. I have a lot of the the Kenner line, the yeah, swamp yeah. thing Kenner line. And after hearing how that intro goes, that is ridiculous. Yes, we yes. have to we have to give that its own time uh, to shine. Agreed, but, agreed. But yeah. uh, let's not get distracted by Swamp Thing, <laughs> as we could very easily. Let's talk Shearer. This is something that has dropped in the last couple of weeks. Put the call out to do an episode and review it. And I must admit, I, I was very slow on the uptake. I struggled with season one. I didn't even get to finish it for our review. Mm. I wanted to make sure I did review it. And I know Trent said uh, on Patreon, he sort of said, well, next time you do a review, maybe you might want to watch it. You know? <laughs> so I took that, took that advice and did finish it off today. Um, but I did, I did struggle mm. to get this. This probably isn't something I would watch normally if I wasn't necessarily doing this yeah. podcast. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I had the dilemma of I jumped in and I like, oh, the kids are in bed or doing something else out. I'm going to start watching this. So I watched the first two episodes and I wasn't completely like have to come back and watch the third. 
And anyway, when I did have time, I came back to watch the third episode and I load up Netflix and uh, Bucky, which is a, an, a very mature adult anime. And the best way to describe Bucky is the uh, best of Street Fighter characters, like from all around the world, uh, in a Dragon Ball Z sort of fighting-esque environment where they're all bigger than life, uh, throwing punches at each other and fight scenes. So I had that. And I love Bucky. Season two's just dropped, so I, I binge actually binge watched all like what twenty five episodes of Bucky before yeah, I got wow. back to uh, catching Shira. And it was <laughs> it was sort of it was an effort to watch Shira because I always wanted to watch more Bucky, you know. Yeah. Um, and but I mean, we do have some cool things to say oh, about Shira. So no, without a doubt. Look, I, I guess my experience with this season was it started off very slow and and. To that point, you know, I mean, I'm a 37-year-old adult male. This is not targeted at yep. me. I, fi- I find, like, with, with the old Sheer and the old He-Man cartoons, they- these are adult characters portraying, you know, adult struggles. This has very much been written to change the age group of these characters. Now, ages aren't given, but they're clearly portrayed like teenagers. Mm. And-, and certainly that's the market, and that's the age demographic this is kind of hitting, maybe a bit younger than that, but, you know, to have kids look up to someone they can relate to. Um, But I found those, the age of those characters and the way those characters behave in the scenarios they're put in just seems off to me. You're fighting a war, you're fighting a battle, and you're sending in these 13-year-old girls to kind of fight that, that for you. Where are all the other characters? Where are all the soldiers? Where are all the other, you know, leaders... Um, in that, you know, Hordak promotes Catra very early on. You know, why does he do that? Why doesn't he have other generals? And maybe there's a, a, a reason for that. But that, that for me, was why I found it very hard. And, and certainly it played to that in the first couple of episodes. There was a turning point, And there's an episode, basically, where they're planning to assault a castle that's yeah, taken by the Horde. Four, episode four, yeah. And there's, there, there's, they're almost it's playing... It's by Bo, so it's sort of that Ant-Man... Um, <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Uh, uh, Luis. Luis. Sort of Luis <laughs> steps in and tells the story. So the, in, in this, it's Bo telling the story and how things should do- go, and it's just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are, you know, they're playing essentially Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And it, it plays very nicely. There's a, a spot, we'll talk a little bit about this, this retro callback where as they tell their different versions of how they're going to take this castle, they portray themselves how they see them. So when Glimmer's telling her story, she's very cool and it's, it's done it's this cowboy, edgy it's way. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop yeah, in that style, perfect. yep. And then when, um, I think it's Mermister, no, who, who's telling the story where they come back and they're all dressed in their vintage Shearer outfits? That was both. Yeah, yeah both. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they look great. And I thought they looked they looked really cool. And for me, from that moment on in the series... Yeah. There was some really good character development, particularly episode six, which is the sheer, which is the light spinner episode, yeah. mm-hmm. which and is they, Shadow, Shadow Weaver, Weaver yeah. essentially the the light spinner Shadow Weaver backstory, and, and then even episode, filmation yeah, backstory. very well written, very good character development. I think Shadow Weaver is an ex- and she's very well voice cast. Mm. The voice acting is sensational for Shadow Weaver, and then even episode seven, although for me it didn't end like a cliffhanger, yeah, uh, just sort of ended like a mid-season sort of episode some really good issues that were explored with the you know the the bow that has two fathers mm. and the fact that they he, he's not willing to tell them about what he's actually doing is that is that thing which you see in a lot of shows where the, the parents expect 
the child to follow in their footsteps and the you know his parents are historians and it's just assumed that Bo himself wants to be a historian and whereas he goes no I'm 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 this is who I am it's that whole you know parental expectations and stuff which is a, an interesting sort of thread to to pull on it mm. is and I think they did it really well because they said something that for me I hear this I hear this a bit you know for those who don't know I have a social work background and and you know, I've done counseling and you know, a whole range of things so for me something that that really i thought they nailed really well was for for a lot of a lot of kids and young people going through high school and and beyond there's an expectation for the youngest child to follow in their parents footsteps if the others that have gone before them haven't and they talk about what both siblings have done and you know he, they're basically looking to him to 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 go into for what is one of a better term to family business yeah. because the others haven't and and I thought that was just really well done that they sort of they've cottoned onto that because that is very much a real world mm. relatable concept of of what what some families expect or assume or or hope mm. that that what happened I guess you know the old saying you know we find mortality in, in, in our children and and some people just literally want them to follow in their footsteps right down to the career yeah and I thought that was that was a nice little way of yeah. writing that because if we're talking about a show that's aimed at young kids and teen- teenagers and that sort of thing some of them very well dealing with that issue mm. right now yeah and I think to write those characters to give them those issues to contend with makes a lot of sense writing them to basically be preparing and planning for war isn't quite as fitting to, to the character and the age group and where those kids are at. And that that's where it loses me a bit because I go, I, I can't quite grapple with that in my head and the writing probably falls a bit flatter. But when they tackle those issues and when they tackled the, the light spinner backstory of, of, you know, it was a typical sort of wanting to have enough power to combat the, the horde that was invading and, and pushing Micah to, you know, help her with the spell and when it backfires and all of that, I thought they did that really well. Um, but yeah, exploring those issues, I think the writing was really good when they could explore issues that felt like they were real for those characters. Yeah, yeah. And speaking to the, like the length of the season, to me, I felt like you know those first two or three episodes were a bit okay. Here's a town full of ghosts and whatever it is. There wasn't anything that sort of progressed the story forward. And then when you did hit those sort of yeah. episode four, four, five, six, seven, you go okay. This is and there was the little bits where you're jumping back to see Hordak and he's trying to build make something work and it's never really clear what he's doing and as you get further along he's talking you you it's revealed that he's essentially from another planet he hates this planet and he's trying to open a portal to another one and you see that realization from um who is it uh entraptor yeah when and she gets excited from the science side of things so to me i was like oh cool this season it's it's peaking in the middle it's a bit of a slow start it's peaking in the middle only it wasn't the middle it was the end, yeah, essentially of those those seven episodes, and yeah, the cliffhanger, if you can call it that. What what was that? I don't I don't understand what yeah, I actually was. Like Shadow weavers in the window. Basically, that's the cliffhanger, isn't it? Yeah, but I, how is I'm that a cliffhanger? I'm not saying it's a cliffhanger, but I'm saying this to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I'm not justifying its existence as a cliffhanger because I don't think it was ever intended to be. Yeah, no. I, think when that was I, produced, I genuinely that was, feel like they did a they shot a 
recorded whatever, did the 13 episodes, and for whatever reason, Netflix... Have made a change since. Have cut it in half yeah. and called it a, a whole season when it's really not, I don't no, think. It's certainly not a, a whole season. Uh, mm. It doesn't feel like a whole season. Mm. But having said that, I mean... It it was in, it was on the improve for mm. me. Oh, definitely. Um, and by the end of it, I think I was quite happy, you know, to watch the next episode. Whereas at the start, I was I was struggling. Should we dive into some of the characters? We know we got a bit more from Light Hope. We saw a little bit more about her, and finally, I guess getting to present a little bit. It's quite a change in the character. They've really made her a computer program yeah. filled with all the glitches of an old eccentric program that's been sort of wasting away for a thousand years. The, the other big reveal was essentially that uh, Madame Raz, is that, was, did I get that right? Mara? There was a character that was Mara that was a yeah. previous yes. Shearer. Mara was we, we saw that in season one. Season one, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and, the, oh, whole, right. and yes. the pressure, the pressure, yep. the pressure. Of, of Shearer herself was that she, uh, Adora, sorry, was that the previous Shearer, Mara, yep. kind of lost lost her mind and screwed things up and smashed the temple and did all sorts of horrible things. So Adora's going, oh, crap. And I think there is a moment, is it in this season, where she she, she kind of snaps because she's like, I'm, I'm under all this pressure. You guys don't realise how hard this is. And I think it's actually Swiftwind, yep. probably one of my favourite characters, <laughs> yeah. who sort of brings her around a little bit and goes, <laughs> hey, you're not doing this alone. It's the whole... Friendship is magic type sort of thing. Yep. I, I got to admit, I laughed out loud when he, he's like, I didn't know when to drop in, but now seems like the perfect time. And he just pops in and starts talking and that that, that put a genuine and, and smile why, on why, my face. Why, why does everyone else get a chair? I want a chair. There's no <laughs> yeah. chair for horses. That's rude. Like, <laughs> um, Hordak. How yeah. cool is oh, Hordak? He gets so he's what, the highlight. Yeah. So for me, like, uh, he's like Iron Man in the sense he's got having armor placed on him, and he's got a very skeletal body yep. underneath, yeah. like bare Rabbits. bones. Yeah. So a, a very interesting sort of plot thickens uh, yeah. scenario there. Uh, I like that, and it was very quickly hidden. He didn't want anyone to see, so he quickly yes. turned around and yeah. hid his arm and things away from uh, the. The view of the camera, yeah. uh, the view of Catra or whomever, um, and uh, yeah, interesting to see where that goes. Reminded me of very, you know, Star Wars esque, yes. you know, Darth Vader, Vader with, the, with the helmet coming on from the yep. back. You yeah, you see it ever so briefly. Like, I, I think Hordak is, is being played very well. In the first season, he's he you see very little of him, and he's quite mysterious in this in batch shadows, of episodes. Yeah. You see a bit more of him, and there's still a lot of mystery there because we still don't know where he's going. But I feel the that's probably one of the most interesting aspects of it. Mm. To, to talk about the first two episodes, just hearkening our mind back to season our season one review, I remember Ben saying he w- wasn't sure that he could invest in, in this show for four or five seasons yeah. if <laughs> if it was all like season one. And mm. I remember thinking at this time, oh, I'll always be on board with any Master Universe related show, always. And then I watched those first two episodes and I kind of like felt, yeah, but this isn't going anywhere from... Season one, I'm almost feeling what Ben talked about mm. in that episode, but I yep. do feel after that, as yes. others have said, it's it's moved along. Yeah. But I think it's really telling that even someone like me was sort of, you know, with my Masters of the Universe background, was sort of <laughs> like, hmm, you know, you know, this could be better. Because usually I view all things Masters related with, you know, a blind eye. You know, it's, it's always <laughs> perfect. Always. What um, what what if they end up on Eternia? Is there this talk of Hordak and portals and stuff? What well, if what if they the give a drop a really like you know the end of season what, what I'm going to call the proper end of season two? Yeah. We're we're due for another 
what they're deeming as season three, but I assume it'll be another six episodes. Yeah, six, seven episodes. Two point, two point in like, five. What is it? August, I think it comes yeah, out. Yeah, August. Yeah. So what if by the end of that season, like the 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 ending shot is they. Hordak successfully opens his portal and he ends up on Eternia. What do you say to that, Mr. Master of the Universe? I'll probably start dancing in the street. <laughs> See, uh, I, that would be very exciting news. Do you, do you want to, in reality, just take a step back and, and I don't think you're going to change your answer, Darren, <laughs> but do you want to see this version of He-Man? Any version of He-Man in the Master Universe is yeah. better than no version. <laughs> any. What any. if they made... Um, I mean, this is a pretty progressive story. So we yeah. had Bo's parents both being from a same-sex marriage, yep. which I was totally down with, and I thought they played that really well. I thought, I thought it was, really well too, was very like good. Twisted, they were all being the oppressive parents rather than the... You know what I mean? You'd expect them to almost be written it's very forward-thinking. Yeah. You know, but... Um, Are there any changes to what you might see on Eternia that I could be in that I, down I, that sort of style? Like, because they've made, uh, I know they've made a lot of the sexuality sort of fairly ambiguous. There was going to be a um, a lesbian relationship, which I think, if you look at it, is sort of um, the other two characters, Natasha and Spinarella. Yeah. I mean, they could do these sort of things to characters that are very beloved for you, Darren. I mean, yeah, think could, about the royal family. Ooh. It could be two Queen Marlenas. Yeah, you know? that's could, true. It could be. So, well, it could be. It could be. Trans- absolutely right. It could be. I mean, I've got no idea if they are planning anything on Eternia, <laughs> and I've got no idea if they are. What Just throw it out there. I'm so down for that. Yeah, the mature version. Then. The mature version. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, moving on. Any, any. Maybe it's Marlena and, and the sorceress. What yeah, any those lonely nights in Grayskull. Any bigger callouts for character-wise before we move on? Scor- I have to call out Scorpia. Did and you I, like I, or hate? No, I didn't like it. And again, to some of the comments I made before, mm. yeah. she's meant to be a general in the horde, and all she can think about is being best friends with a, a very thirteen-year-old, you know, or, or eleven or ten or whatever. Yeah, a very. Yeah, yeah issue for that age range and I don't think it works for the broader story. Especially since she, she looks she's not, older than the others too. Oh, I, she's bigger, I wouldn't say older. Okay. In I, terms of how she behaves, she's certainly not I, I, Maybe the white hair's I feel she's not doing yeah. anything no. except no. for leaning on uh, Katra's shoulder. That That's yeah. all she's doing. She's not... And, and whenever she does something, it's, she's sort of that um, clumsy... Yep. Per, uh, you know, joke part. They're trying to play her for laughs, but being one of the most physically intimidating on that show, yeah, yeah. I don't think it works. Yeah. I think you could have given that role to, you know, the lizard guy or, or any of the other yeah. sort of bad guys, but you, the, the, the bad guys need that enforcer type character. And I yeah. think it's, yeah. And that Kyle character just irritates me no end again. You, you're trying to sell me that this is the horde. This is the... The elite, a bunch of dimwits. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's it's sad. Like it, that, it's degrade. Like having Scorpia, Catra's cool. I, I can buy Catra, and I love Hordak. Great. Yeah. You know, we get a glimpse of Grizzlor in a in the background of another Twice, scene. Once in you season know, one and once yeah. in this batch. Like, where are those yeah. characters that represent this being a ruthless evil? It touched on it in the Shadow Weaver episode where you get. She's going to be banished to Monster Island or whatever well, it is. I'm wondering if they're building to that. I'm yeah. wondering if he can get his dimensional gate open, whether we're going to start seeing Leech from Mantana and Modulock and some of those iconic Horde characters. But I feel the Horde needs that. It's not threatening enough for me. No, yeah. no, it's definitely Ky- not. I mean, yeah. if Kyle is kind of your your elite, you know, part of that next echelon of characters, 
what have they come to? It's, it's just a mockery of what the Horde should stand for. What do you just, think Horak's so unhappy and miserable on a fury if that's all he's come up? <laughs> just speaking of, there's been something just uh, earlier today, actually. they've well, Again, what they're terming is Season 3. But they're going to have Hun- Huntara nice. yes. as a character yep. voiced by Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Oh, nice. And I'm like, yep. well, I, I don't know. I, I thought you were going to Hun- say Grace Jones. but <laughs> oh, no. Based on Grace Jones, she voiced looks- by Gina Grace. <laughs> Still, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, uh, Huntara that's good. as a character. She is a, she, she's she's a, a filmmation think, character. Think, yeah. I think um, Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Yeah. She looks from, very much like Grace Golden Jones. Eye. From uh, uh, James Bond. James Bond, yeah. Viewed or Kill. Um, very strong. She comes to Eternia. And she was, on, and she was in Conan as well. Yes. Wasn't she yes, in uh, Schwarzenegger's Conan? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, right. Comes to Etheria, but is sort of told a lie. I think she's looking for a, she's a battle. Yeah. She's, you know, I'm going to fight the biggest battle I can. Yep. And she's given a lie by the Horde that Shearer is the enemy you want to yeah, kind of fight. Okay. And so she takes on Shearer. Is that your problem? Okay. Yeah, to, to talk more in Frank's language, think of a dark skinned, very tall model esque female with guile hair. Yep. <laughs> from Street Fighter that's what and she's, she's like. purple skinned I yeah. think she carries two yeah. lightsabers yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's an image here and, and she's got, got purple skin and yeah. sort of white yeah. hair very very yeah. cool character right, cool. so yeah. but, and then there's the risk this is, and this is why I threw it to Darren do you want to see your beloved master's characters treated like this I think they've done they've done well obviously they've modernised they've brought it into the 21st mm. century they've given it depth they've, they've given it a lot of you know the, the sexuality is explored um and that that's great for this modern era. The risk here is that they treat a character like Huntara as a silly throwaway comic relief, and I don't think they will. No. But I think getting an this, Oscar-winning actor has given yeah. the character automatically a lot of credibility, and also the show for that matter. Getting Junie mm. Davis yeah. to do it. Yeah. But having said that, you, you could have, you know, I could be very wrong. We'll find out, yeah, I guess. Could turn out to be okay. a joke character. Cu- mm. couple of uh, things, points that I've written down. So second season hardly showcased any of the other princesses compared to season one. So little to no sign of Natossa, Spinnerella, all those characters that were built up that, that we saw in the end of season one. Um, didn't uh, co- see Madame Raz at all. Correct, no. yeah. Little, was- uh, yeah. Um, no further development on the mysterious Horde characters that resemble Whiplash, Grizzlaw, etc., etc. Yep. You know, yep. they were just sort of fleeting glimpses um and yeah um uh, only background uh, season two seems to be focusing on the core characters didn't feel like uh, there were any real new characters in- introduced unlike season one however the backstory of shadow weaver as light center was a standout yeah. for me yes yeah, definitely. yeah very well done and as we mentioned on last week's show with regards to toys for this how, how are the toys for the shira show trent yeah. they're not looking good so <laughs> super seven put out I think when season one debuted, they said, you're a bit like Star Wars early bird. We're going to do some figures. You can mm-hmm. pre-order now and we'll manufacture. Those did ship a couple of months back. So we have got Shearer and Catra by Super 7 in that style, almost in classics, you know, like yeah, a continuation, yeah. a bit less articul- articulation, but in that sort of six-inch scale. They are very nice figures. And we talked to Brian on our mm, show. He said... You know, and I, I believed him when he said it. He said, "Good luck, Mattel, if you do them, getting them to this quality because they are very nice figures. Yeah. That, that, Some of the best things I've seen Super Seven yeah. put out I, there. I, incredible. I think we're waiting on a San Diego Comic Con yeah, uh, announcement, right? Yes. right? Yeah. But my biggest concern, right, and I hearken this back to the what happened with the Voltron Netflix series, yep. yeah. and is that the Voltron Netflix series, whilst they got the five lions out in numerous different variations and things." 
they only got three of the pilots out. So that's, yeah. you know, three yeah. out of the five pilots released. Uh, they couldn't even wrap that up before the tie line went bust. My concern is they'll get the uh, what they perceive the core characters out, but we won't see, you know, the background characters or the yeah. Spinnerellas, the Natosses, yeah, the, yeah. Um, nah. the, you know... I'm just concerned how deep we we won't see those three horde characters that are always on screen in every scene. And I'll be okay with that, to be honest. (laughs) I don't need a Kyle figure. Who's going to buy that? But I'm just, I'm just. No, you won't. You're right. My biggest concern as well is there might be one character that we all perceive in this room to be core character that we won't get. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. I, I think, and I've said this before, I think, you know, in San Diego, you're right, they're probably holding, or with any luck, holding off for that reveal. But if we don't see carded production, ready-to-go figures, yep. and it's this whole, here's a here's a couple of prototypes, hashtag wants Shearer now, <laughs> yeah. then we're not seeing them. Look, I just don't I, think, I, think I don't think Mattel are interested enough and invested enough in this to bother producing I think it runs double. even deeper than that Frank I think you're right there's a real risk we won't see anything I think it harkens back to 22% of their non-manufacturing workforce being eliminated last year I just don't think they've got the resources for it well then give the like let, let Super 7 do it like give yep. the license yeah, to someone exactly. who can yeah. if you really want this to succeed then you know there I are totally ways around agree. that if you I, don't I, have the ability to do I, it. And, and it speaks to me advice. that they don't want it to succeed. There, there's only a finite um, time period where it yeah. stays popular yep. when it's on TV and things like that. You can't sort of sell these uh, basic toy lines in a, shops a year, if huh? you don't have a, a background um, yep. cartoon or something. This is what Mattel always said. We need a cartoon or a movie. Yeah, now you've got it. Now what are you doing got, with yeah, it? Bump, oh. Well, I, yeah. we could all be wrong when we speculated about Netflix being the driving force behind splitting the season in half. It could well be that Mattel want more time to get the product. Yeah, you, look, you could be right. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that August is when we'll see the figures. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can we can wait and see. But Voltron is a very good case study. Yeah for what might happen and I think what will happen in reality and we will miss, I think you might miss someone like an Entraptor, um, someone like that that has actually been quite a core character, they might just not get a figure. Shadow Weaver, Or, Hordak, or, or you know. um, uh, not Natasha, what's uh, Mr. Mister? Um, yeah. Someone, that's someone like of, that. that. That's on screen every second episode, so to speak, yep. but not, or yeah. Perfumer even, mm. you know, that's sort of... Someone that's on yeah. screen and memorable. All right, very good. We might wrap our discussion or analysis on Shearer and head into our next segment. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Time to start thinking because the quiz master's back. So, question number one. Early in the 1990s, Mel, uh, Mattel released five characters in their line of dolls based on the hit television series Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> of the original Gang of Eight characters, name the five who actually made it to market. Uh, the banana in the, um, <laughs> in the exhaust... Uh, <laughs> is that right? Is that that's? Well, think about it logically, okay? Yeah. So Luke Perry. Yep. Jason Priest. Oh no, I'm You're thinking Beverly. Talking... I'm thinking Beverly no. Hills Cop. You said Beverly Hills 90210, correct? Yeah. I did. Not Beverly Hills Cop. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, I've got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jason Priestley. <laughs> I only know probably some of this because my wife's been working no. her way no, through. No, I don't. Way. I don't even. Know <laughs> Let's just run through the five main ones that you probably get. Jason Priestley. Jason. You've got. Um, Tori Spelling. 
Well, I don't know if you'd get a Tory Spelling. No? You'd get a Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty, yeah. get a Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Luke Perry. Charmed? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Uh, what was the other? The blonde mm. one. The blonde one that wasn't Spelling. <laughs> I can't remember now. And I can picture her, but... Let's, let's give it a... Um, let's give it... What's her name? You know the one I'm talking Tory about. Tory Spelling? The, the cute one. No, no, the cute one. Super cute. Blonde. Her and we'll say um, the one with glasses. Ba- baby Spice. Baby Spice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, got, I've got to give you credit. You've come incredibly close. So these aren't reaction figures, are they? These are, not reaction. No, these, these are, these are these dolls, like like Barbie style. No, basically, Barbie and Ken bodies. I can picture the Jason switch. Priestley one. I don't know the name. I see. I started off this thinking that it was Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> <laughs> You've become very, you've gotten very close <laughs> between you. So we had um, Brendan Walsh, who was played by Jason Priestley. We had Brenda Walsh, his twin sister, who was played by Shannon Doherty. Dylan McKay, who was, of course, played by Luke Perry. Kelly Taylor, who was played by Jenny Garr. Uh, Jenny Garr, that's the one. And number five. Donna Martin as played by Tori Spelling. Oh, you were, there you go. There you go. Got it. Because was, wasn't like it was her dad who was yeah, like the producer. producer. If she yeah. didn't get an action figure, Dad, what's going on? Yep, like, yep. Anyway. Dad, they're not making an action figure. <laughs> so the, the three that didn't make it were, were Steve, Andrea, and, uh, yeah. and and David, who were promised to be in a wave two that never eventuated. Yeah, right. I should have known no one wanted to But there is, a, there is, believe it or not, a Not enough hashtags. Yep, not enough. <laughs> you know, moving on. Right. Who's next? Question. So, name the year. Hang on, uh, hang on, two, hang on. So who's who's this director? Who's the, yeah, it would be you. Me? Be next. All right. So it's later than the right person. Name the year that Playmates Tim and T line based on the CGI film ended. Ben, ben, ben is shaking. Ben's shaking his head. He got, he got. How do I get 90210 and he gets Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Luck of the draw. Flame train last two and he got... Turtles, what year did what end? Sorry, I missed last Sorry, the picture of the CGI film, the line based on that film that mm-hmm. was released 2007. in 2007. What year did the line end? I think 2009 or early. No, I think it's 2008, to be honest. What year are you going to lock in? 2008. You were right the first time. 2009. Oh, gee, it went for three. It might have been Was it late? Was it a late seven release? trying to think no what, that's what it was yeah i'm just thinking no, it, if it was it, it surpri- mid, it mid-year surprisingly it ran surprisingly long yep because mm. they had all those uh the monsters and stuff yeah, they monsters. Had all those True. things that True. weren't featured in the film and then and they had Shredder. the two packs yeah like yeah. and then they had their um sort like of flight gear yes. races yeah. stuff where they're like mech suits and stuff yeah. yeah yeah it was a fair bit of bit of stuff in that line so trent how many episodes were made in a robocop the animated series 65 <laughs> No, <laughs> there probably weren't probably 65, right. but I mean, it's it's hard to go with anything else. What year was that show, sorry? The year? The year of Robocop. It would have uh, been the same year as the toy line from Canada, Robocop and the Ultra Police, because it coincided with that. Yeah, so what Fairly. year? I don't remember okay. the year. It's but we're l- talking... we're l- talking Mid to late 80s? Yeah, we're talking sort of late. Maybe it would have been after the 1987 original film. Yeah. It's either they go. It's, it's either they go sixty-five or they get canned like at thirteen. Or yeah, something like I'm, I'm almost thinking it is something 
more limited. Mm. I'm I'm going to go 13. Very close. It's, it's the pre- oh, I was going to say it's the preset yeah. for the new Shira Princess of Power <laughs> uh, cartoon. It only got yeah. seven episodes. <laughs> so, so we're back at Ben. We're back at Ben. Name the year that the Vintage Galoob 18 line debuted. Debuted. Okay. Yeah, uh, is 18. it 70s or 80s? No, nah, it's 80s. It's 80s. 80s, 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 definitely um, 80s. 80, I'm going to say they were small and they yep. were big. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm going to say 83. Yes. Yay! Well done. Yeah. I would have also accepted 1984 because yeah, I was there gonna is a website that says 84, but oh, I'm going to accept okay. 83. I was going to accept either, but most said 83. Nice. Cool. So, well, um, good stuff. Yeah. So it looks like we're one apiece. Oh, no. No, I no, think that was the first close. one. You're very close. <laughs> okay, so Frank, your yeah. turn. Yeah. What year was the release of the Karate Kid cartoon? And this is a multiple choice question. Mm. Was Did it coincide with A, the release of the first movie? B, the release of the Remco toy line? C, the release of the third film? Or D, the release of the Cobra Kai television series? Oh, I can rule out the A and D yeah. straight away. Um so release of third, third film is Will Smith, isn't it? Like Jaden Smith. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's uh, oh, fifth. Hillary, okay. Hillary Swank is the third one, isn't it? Or is she the no, fourth she's one? the fourth. Fourth one. I actually have started watching Cobra Kai season two as well. Very good. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, makes sense with the Remco yeah. line. So let's go that. It does make sense. Unfortunately, it's wrong. No. It was made um, in 1989 to coincide with the race of the Karate Kid Part Three. Wow. Mm, there okay. You go. There you go. Nice, easy one. Um, and everyone's going to ha- hate you when you get this one, Trent. The number of figures released in the first wave of the original Playmates Vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line. So the number of figures released in, in the first wave, wave one. Yeah, that's a, it's a 10 back. So I'd have to say 10. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like I said, dip, dead simple one. <laughs> now we're back back to Ben. Um, Another 90210. <laughs> uh, we're, going, we're, going, we're going Melrose no, we're going Place. Melrose. Yeah, yeah, Melrose. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. no. I should phone my sister. <laughs> yeah. Name the two. Uh, name the two creators credited with creating the character and franchise Batman. Uh, Bob Kane and Batman. <laughs> uh, finger. Is <laughs> um, uh, meant to be a caterpillar? Is that what that was? <laughs> um, the great. What's that one? The hungry caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Uh, no, I'm not sure, man. It's uh, yeah. Bill Finger. Bill yeah. Finger. Oh. They're very close. Yeah. On the Frank. Do it. Name two of Toy Biz's DC lines. Toy Biz doing DC lines. Yep. No, oh, this has landed on the wrong person. Um. Can you give me a year? Like roughly when we're talking? 89. I can. 89 and um, 19... Oh, of course, Toy Biz Batman. Like mm-hmm. the, um, yep. And what was the other one? You said 89 and... Are they like sequential? Like is there one... DC. There's two really well-known ones. And yeah. then there's one that I, that I would accept as an answer um, in addition to that because it came on a different card Think, think Toy Biz. What, what have Toy Biz done broadly? Obviously, they did you know the Marvel, mm. the X-Men... Try and brainstorm some toy bits. So like some sort of Justice League. No, I don't think they did Justice League. No, more uh, super esque, I think. <laughs> Superman, something or other. 
Nah, I don't Very know. Very close. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. So would I would have accepted DC Superheroes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Which is the main one. Honestly. I would have also accepted The Flash because that figure was repackaged on a card emitting the DC Superheroes logo when The Flash... 1990 TV series. Honestly, I find that the DC lines from that era, and to an extent, the lesser extent, the Marvel ones, I I get them all totally confused. There's DC superheroes, this, and then there's Justice League. That I just it all to me is one homogenous mess. And maybe that's maybe well, you reuse molds essentially. So no wonder that's it. I like I I can't pick them all as far as one. And I've heard Darren rattle off the names of these things, and I'm like. That just sounded like one big sentence with super and DC thrown in every fifth word. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So that brings us back to the track. Yep. Batman star Michael Keaton's real name. Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> the Vulture? I'll give you a clue. Michael is his, is his real name, but his last name's not Keaton. Michael Keaton-esky. Are you saying, are you saying Keaton's a stage name? I am. I don't believe you. And when you find out what his real name is, it'll become apparently obvious. It'll become completely obvious to you all why he is it Michael Hitler. No, it's not quite that obvious. It's not quite that obvious. Anyone want to take a step? No, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's because he's related to someone famous, and he wanted to get away from his like, you know, famous parenting. You think he wanted to make it on his own? Michael Michael Ford Coppola. (laughs) No, um, Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. Is that right? Oh, really? And that's why he he doesn't go by it because obviously there's another actor when when that he same era, yeah, when he Michael went Douglas. to register for the actor screen they're like you can't be Michael Douglas. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm Michael Douglas. <laughs> you cannot be yourself. Welcome yeah. to Hollywood. Yep. Like. So, <laughs> so there we have it. Where does the Keaton come from? I believe it comes from. I think it co- might come from his mother's side. Okay. Mine. Yep. His maiden, yeah, maiden, maiden name. That makes yep, sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did. Re- I did know back in the day, but yeah, I, I can't remember with absolute cool. crystal certainty. The more you know. But I do know that it is Douglas, and every every now and then in an interview it comes up, hmm. you know, and and as to why he couldn't be Michael Douglas because it was already another one. Do you, re- do you reckon there's just like beef? Like the two of them show up at an award show and they're just like, Michael, Michael. <laughs> there might be times when um, at the Academy Awards where it might be a bit awkward when you hear your name called out. <laughs> Michael Douglas, he goes to stand up. Oh, wait, not me. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that would feel a bit uncomfortable. But, um, but yeah, no, seriously, two terrific actors. Wow. And one name. So the next question is also our last question. It's a who am I question. Um, so I'm going to throw it open to everyone uh, yeah, because okay. obviously cool, cool. we're back to yep. to where we started. So each person had three. So I'm part of a well-known toy-based property. I have made it in, into multiple toy lines. I have appeared in three animated series. Anytime if people... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yep. jump in. Yeah. Are we looking for a figure I've or... I've appeared a... in... Um, well... It's, it's a, a character, yeah? It's a character okay. that's yep. yeah, been in multiple toy lines. <clears throat> yep, yep. Um, yeah, done the rounds, been in animated series. So I've also appeared in numerous comics. I've made the transition to video games. I've made it to cinema in some countries due to a limited release of an animated film. I serve the forces of evil. To be more specific, I'm an evil warrior from Masters of the Universe. A couple of my figures, figure releases have had quality control issues. 
So two different lines, quality control issues. I was featured in the commemorative series line. I usually come with a sword. Hey, man? No, Is I'm an evil warrior. An evil warrior, sorry. So there's two more clues left. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's one more, sorry, and I think this one will give it to all of you. So it's going to be a question of who can yeah, get yeah. it out for first. On the evil warrior who sees everything. Truck ops. Oh, that's nice. a draw. Die. Absolutely identical. So what was the move? Oh, uh, the, uh, the secret the, of the sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He managed to share the secret of yeah. the sword. He's yeah. Video games? Wow. Was he in a video game? The PlayStation 2. 2000X. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. No, very also good. Done. Very good. Cool. Mm. All right. We do have time for a final segment. Whoa, dude. Nice score. And I think we can call this pretty much the Frank Allen buys everything <laughs> segment. Frank Frank has had a package delivered, what, one or multiple every day for, yeah, for how long pretty now? much. This is on, on the back of the uh, the recent toy fair where I sold off a whole bunch of Transformers. So my, uh, my toy slush fund was looking the healthiest it's ever been. So I just went bananas on, on eBay, to be completely honest. I rounded out a number of little gaps in my vintage Turtles collection, which had been bugging me for years. Uh, starting off with the uh, Toon Turtle version of Irma. It was the last one I needed in that sort of subgroup. Uh, I also got Walker from the uh, Movie 3 line, who's the villain there, to finish off that set. Uh, I got a couple of the the Ninja Action ones, so they're the spring-loaded ones. I've yep. got a couple. They haven't arrived just yet, but they're on their way. Uh, what else did I get? The... Oh, there was something else. I've I've had I've literally had too many more than oh, uh, Rhino Man. He just arrived the other day. Yeah, what a, what did your um friend at work say yeah. when he saw it? <laughs> so I've got a guy at work, and he's a little bit younger than me, and he 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 tries to sort of be politely interested, but he doesn't sort of know a lot of what he's looking at. And I, whenever a package arrives, oh, what do you get? And I show him this thing, and he's like, oh, cool. You can just tell he's got no idea, right? But you know, he's, he's interested, so that's fine. And then this Rhino Man arrives. With Rhino Man, for those who don't know, he's basically rock steady in a, a superhero-like attire and he's got a cape and, and a little mask on. And I showed it to him. Before I said anything, he goes, oh, cool, Rhino Man. Yep. I'm like, you know Rhino Man? He's like, no, I just saw it was a rhino and looked like a man. And yep. it was like, that's actually his name. He's like, oh, cool, I know stuff. Yeah, you don't really know stuff. But anyway, so so that was cool to, to round out that as well. Uh, and then I started uh, getting into some Marvel Legends. It's one of these things where there's a guy in one of the Facebook groups, uh, Josh, who is a big, big collector, and he was just having this mega sale, not just Legends, but any sort of toy line you can think of. And they put, he put up a whole lot, and I've dealt with Josh before. He's a great bloke. And so I was able to pick up a whole bunch, including two but not limited, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Cat, uh, Vulture, the... Um, Spider-Man Homecoming version with the big, complete Build-A-Figure wings. Nova, I've also got Superior Spider-Man, and I think something else that hasn't arrived. But the other one that I showed the boys was there was also a lot of Thundercats that was on sale from a, uh, a local guy, so I didn't have to pay for postage. And this is, I want to say, in terms of the figures, mm. you could argue that that's an 80, 80 to 90% collection right there. There's still a few missing, but you've got all the core characters, Mumra, yep. Lino... Wily Kit, Cat, Chitara, Panthro, uh, Vulture, Jackalman, Groon. The Groon is um, amazing. Yeah, he, is. he looks armor. He looks beautiful. case fresh, right? Yeah. He's got this silver paint that would scratch off really easily. Yep, and it does. There yep. was uh, a Monkey and uh, Safari Joe, who's a character I didn't know very much about. 
Uh, he's apparently right on the end of the shelf there. He's apparently a season three villain. And yep. speaking to Trent, one of our Patreons, he was like, dude, that figure alone makes that, that yeah. pickup worth it. Yeah, he's he's the probably the rarest in that lot. Yeah, and it was an amazing it's price. Twi- Twenty plus figures up on the shelf. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, an absolute. Yeah, it was from David Wilkie, so yes. he's always very, very reasonable with his prices. Interestingly, you've got Ch- uh, Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. One's the PVC mm. plug. Yep. Uh, Wiley Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat is the actual articulated figure that came with the skateboard. Yep. So those plug figures, and you've got like the um, Marmut, which is the plug figure, yep. and you've got the Snarf, which is the articulated. So actually, there's a Snarf that is equivalent to your Marmut. And there's a marmot that's equivalent uh, to right, your snarf. Right, two different styles. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. same with the Wily Cat, Wily Kit. So it depends how far you want to go. I don't have the articulated version of Wily Cat, Wily mm-hmm. Kit. I've got the plug versions. Yep. Um, and I'm missing that marmot version. And Frank might have seen, I did try and buy this as well. Because <laughs> um, uh, I, was, I was busy doing some stuff and there was a bit of a chat going on about whether it was a good price. And I've just seen Thundercats come up, and I'm like, "Oh, Ba-ding! I'll grab that." PM um, sent, and then and then I've yeah, I've, I've sent off the PM, and and David's written back and gone, "Oh, Frank's Frank's bought that," and I'm like, oh, and I looked back over the chat, and it's like Frank trying to work out if he's buying it. Uh, so you should have got in and just gone, "Nah, nah, it's a crap price, mate." But, Don't <laughs> no, no, it was actually a meanwhile uh, latest scores <laughs> a very good very good price, but steal, um, yeah, no, you did did very well, and it's it's, it's rivaling my collection now, so. No, I'll, I'll enjoy that as I as I do with all your stuff when I come over. <laughs> and probably the last thing, which uh, hasn't actually changed hands yet, but Ben has been kind enough to pass on to me uh, some Filmation uh, figures. Uh, I've sort of decided to go with my classic Master of the Universe. Whilst I'm not going the full uh, Maddie Classics line that the, or the other three gents here all have, I've decided to get a bit of a, a Filmation Classics line and just the core characters, the ones that everybody knows from the show. I've got a Skeletor and He-Man already sitting there, so I need to flesh that out a little bit. So I picked up Beastman, Evil Lynn and Trapjaw, which to my mind are probably the three most iconic villains when you think of the show. Yep. You could argue Triclops as well, but yeah, it'd be great to uh, get those and put them on the shelf. Merman as well. Probably. Merman's yeah, probably the next one. one but yep. Yeah, but that they are very core. Cool. Yeah. Certainly are. Uh, very good. I'm actually on a bit of a hiatus. So Ooh. as Frank would know, a couple of weeks back, I did a full clean out of my room and mm. tried to fit everything back in there. And I did really well, but there was then a bit of stuff that was still in the lounge room that I had to bring <laughs> back. And it just sort of made me think, well, I've got way too much. I need to just stop. So I've done some really, you know, some purchases which were really standouts that I sort of said, nah, I'm just going to try and live this cessation. Mm. One was um, I've got a pretty complete Brave Star line mint on card, only a few bits to sort of round that out. And Trent was in uh, the, what's it called? The Melbourne store, Lobos? Lobos, yes. Yeah. And they had a 30% off sale and there was a Colonel Borobot mint in box, one of the ones I don't have in any form. And it was it ended up being like 70 bucks or something. Wow. Which was really good value for, for that. And, and, you know, he sort of, I don't know if he could have actually got it for me, and by the time he'd moved on, but I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm a pass on that. I'm going to hold it, you know. And, and a few things like that that popped up that I sort of said no to. There's the new Mythics, Mythic Legions pre-order at the moment. I've been collecting all the Mythic yeah. Legions and I've just gone, nah, I'm not, oh. not buying not, that. You're not so, even getting wow. that trap draw one? Nah. Wow, nah. It's, man. It's, it's like it's a, it's a cessation. Respect, so, man, yeah. <laughs> there's certain lines, certain properties, we all have them. It might you know it might vary from each one of us, but there's certain properties that people generally can't go past, and and I know that Mythic Legends and Brave Star are two of those such properties for Trent. 
So, mad respect that you're able to abstain, and, and you seem so at peace with it. Yeah, look, the Borobot, I never knew him as a kid, and I don't have a Swiftwind mint in box. If I had that Swiftwind, and this was the last one, I, I you know, at that price, I would have found it very hard to pass up. But Mythic Legions is... When you say Swiftwind, do you mean 30 Sorry, I meant 3030. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. All that talk of Shearer. Yeah, 3030. So, it was sort of... I wouldn't be completing something. But yeah, you're right. It, it, that one was um, tough. But yeah, Mythic Legions, there's some great Masters references. There's a Panthor character, essentially, yes, which looks so yeah, cool. Yeah. But it's one of those things that where, where do you stop? I've got nowhere to put it. And, and I'll, I'm certainly not done by any means in terms of collecting, but... I do need to move some stuff on before I can. I was going to ask: again. Have you have you gotten to the point of considering selling stuff? Like- I do want to. What I do want to move on is my my excess classics figures. Mm-hmm. I just want to move them on, and so I think I'll start. I haven't really been trying to sell them to date. Like yep. if people, I put a few on Facebook, and if people are interested, I sort of sell them. But I might just go hard on just load up a hundred on eBay or yeah. something because I've got I've literally got probably 130, 140 that I want to move on. Wow! So if you are listening and you do want some classics figures, Master <laughs> Universe classics, um, hit me up. Uh, we can do I'll do you a good deal. But yeah, having said that, I did get a bit of mail that's starting to come through anyway. So I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I did get some of the big statues by Sideshow that oh. are in the Master of the Universe style. So I picked up, there was a 10 or 15% off Easter sale at um, Pop Culture. So I jumped online, grabbed Evil Lynn and grabbed Shearer and they arrived and they were, they're not a one quarter scale, they're not a one sixth scale, they're in between, they're sort of that one fifth scale. So they're actually quite a nice size. There's mm. quite a lot of detail in them. They've got a lot of cloth goods. Shearer comes with a cape that has all the wires in it so you can uh, pose it, it, the cape. It, yeah. yeah you can pose it and it looks wonderful um so yeah got those and very happy with with them they actually sold out really quickly so I was glad I jumped on them as soon as that sale popped up and then in the mail a couple of days ago I got some game of thrones figures so just in time for uh, I guess season 8 mm. for of that there was Arya Stark there was the Night King there was a Jon Snow and a Daenerys Targaryen and one of the dragons. Oh, so the beasts. Yes. I brought them all along to do for our Facebook Live video, nice. latest scores. But the the dragon is Viserion, which I think, if I've got the name right, the that's ice the ice dragon, yep. essentially. So interesting. I was a little bit disappointed. Like, though, the figures were really good value. The McFarlane figures came in at about 30 bucks a pop. I think they did four for, four for 120. Um, and it's a bit... Maybe they were selling for say thirty five dollars if you wanted an individual figure. So thirty bucks, I'm like very happy with the value. The dragon was about sixty dollars, and I'll get your input when you see it. it's very small. Yeah, it's obviously yeah, not to scale. That's right. And 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 like you know the head is maybe the size of of like your baby finger. Like it's just to me, it's just too small for a sixty dollar mm. figure. I would have liked it to be you know twenty percent bigger. So. Mm. Again, now with this buying hiatus, you know, not sure if I'm going to sort of pursue that line and, and where that'll go. But that's sort of a, a snapshot of, of where it's been at for me. Mm. Darren, any uh, latest scores to speak of? Not a lot. I've got a lot of um, pre-wars that I've done that I guess I'm waiting for them to sort of finalise and, and arrive and, and some of them might be getting closer. But a couple of the things that I did get, I did get some DC Comics multiverse stuff recently, including the... Justice League exclusive Mara uh, figure. I got that, so I've cleaned up that Justice League era of that line. I 
got some um, recently got some Super Seven Master Universe reaction stuff like you know uh, repaints that they put out like Toy Colors Hordak and some some of the other characters repainted like a a Blue Merman that sort of thing. I've got a bunch of those in movie colors, nineteen eighty seven film colors, Man at Arms mm. as well in that that assortment that Super Seven put out that arrived I think yesterday. So. Yeah, not so mainly little things, but you know, really cool things, and and that. But there's a heap of stuff I'm sort of waiting, you know, f- for them to be triggered. You know, like everyone else in this room, but I I guess I'm sort of excited for things like down the line, like Hero or all that sort of thing. That mm. I know some people are starting to receive. Yeah, cool. Um, so uh, uh, as we all know, Free Comic Book Day was just uh, uh, yeah. just gone by. Yes. And I was uh, fortunate enough to attend with my family for the first time in many years. I've always been working or busy on that day. So I uh, took the family along. My two uh, girls dressed up. Uh, Alice wore a Batgirl costume and Scarlet wore a um, Captain Marvel costume. And they got a lot of praise and things for them. Um, uh, part of the sales and hype of uh, Free Comic Book Day, they discount some of the comics and trades. So, I, um, you know, uh, issue of... Uh, being on this show, I picked up a DC Kingdom Come trade. Uh, hey! Thanks to Trent and, and this show. Um, also on that same day, I picked up another IDW's Turtles trade ba- paperback and I realised I'm about three trades behind in my um, reading uh, format. Free Comic Book Day was pretty exciting in the sense that we uh, were able to enter my daughter, my two girls into the uh, cosplay contest run by Adelaide Comics. And, um, you know, uh, long story short, my youngest daughter, Alice, uh, wearing the Batgirl costume, she won the cosplay oh, contest. Nice. So uh, part of the um, w- uh, winning prize for the contest was we got what they call a brick of comics. And it was every single, uh, a, a copy of every single issue of all the free comics on offer, oh, nice. uh, all cool. bundled up into one big brick and uh, handed to her. So she was uh, on cloud nine that day, just, you know, <laughs> Uh, she was one of the, you know, they, my, both my girls were one of the few kids actually walked the catwalk, yep. did a little pose, mm. walked back where the, some of the other kids are like, got up on stage and like, no, 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 I don't want to go and yeah. turned around, which is fine. And my, yeah. my girls have been in that situation before, but uh, they owned the stage and it was awesome <laughs> to um, receive a little incentive afterwards. And she was just so happy uh, about getting that. Uh, so onto toy wise, uh, I got a bunch of Dino uh, Rider Rulon figures and weapons uh, to complete uh, complement my T Rex. So now I've got about I don't know, tw- uh, f- I think I think fifteen Rulon figures yeah. on uh, in and around my T Rex, which is just epic. They, they need more dinosaurs to oh, ride. Yeah. 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 It's called Dino Riders, Ben, not Dino standing around a T-Rexes. Well, I've got two T-Rexes at the moment, so I suppose that's plural until I sell the uh, the old one. Um, and last but not least, I got two of the NECA aliens uh, uh, figures from um, obviously NECA from Pop Culture, which I pre-ordered like uh, or toy, toy box, toy Toy, uh, little toy store. Yeah, little toy company. Yeah, little yeah. toy company, which I ordered back in July last year, so it was exciting to finally 
received them. I cranked open the Scorpion Alien and uh, the Snake Alien, which are just absolutely fantastic figures. Uh, both throwbacks to their Kenner, Kenner yep. versions of the 90s. And um, the, like Huge, aren't they? Oh, they're huge. I brought the Snake Alien tonight, yep. so we'll have a look at that soon. But the uh, the Scorpion Alien was my favourite alien. Yes. But, but yep. it's essentially just a repurposed with a few bit of new oh, okay. toolings. Colour scheme. Of, uh, yeah, of yeah. a regular alien with a okay. few more tools and things. The Snake Alien... Like from yeah. from the ground up, built. You know, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. incredible. <laughs> uh, so that really blew my mind, and um, yeah. So we'll have a look at that later. But that's it for me. Been pretty exciting. I'm trying to be a bit more sensible with yeah. my um, purchases and things. Got the Mega Toy Fair coming up yes. in a few weeks. So I've been uh, putting some money aside for that. So hopefully, go crazy there. Yeah, the call out. We put up the uh, lunch. Yep. So yep. the post Mega Toy Swap meet lunch. We're going to go to the. Goody, yep. which is just a short walk from the Wavell Showgrounds. So if you are in Adelaide or you, if you're interstate and you're thinking of coming down, the date for the Megatoy Swap Meet is the 1st and 2nd of June. It is, you know, if you're planning on getting to Adelaide, it's a great time to come down because it is a wonderful event. It's over yep. two days and, and day one is just insane. It's going to be in the bigger hall this year. So it's going to be massive. Can't wait. And I can't wait to catch up with everyone after for, yeah, for a schnitty. Fun. Yeah, 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 catch up for a schnitty and some beers. That'll be great. And and we might do it, you know, from one thirty onwards for a couple of hours. If people want to head back in for a few last minute pickups, they can. But mm. yeah, it'd be great. Four of us here will all be down at the Goody. So if you're in Adelaide, join, join up, come say hello. And on that note, we do want to say a big special shout out once more to our newest patron, Shane Adam Gray, or Druss on the Patreon page. Thank you so much, Shane, for your support and for getting on board with Toy Power and being such a great contributor on the forums. Thank you, everyone, as well, for listening in to another episode of Toy Power. And shout out to all our patrons again for your support. We will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com, where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're awesome.